joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for this program. We want you to live joy and share joy. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've ever been out and looked at someone's artwork, you may be thinking, how did they create that? What kind of a paintbrush design that? Well, I've been curious enough about it that I wanted to welcome a special guest to the program, Essie Bergen, who's going to talk to us all about creating passion, love, faith, and Jesus all through a paintbrush. Please welcome to our show, Essie Bergen. Essie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Deb. It's wonderful to be here. Well, I'm so excited. And of course, we have your dad, Dave Wall, to thank us for making this connection because he said, you know, I know somebody that would make a great guest and you and I got connected. So I'm so grateful for that. Oh, yes. He's a great guy. (laughs) I'm sure, which we will actually talk a little bit about that. So, Essie, there's so much about you that fascinates me, and we are going to get to the paintbrush part. But I want to talk a little bit about when you were growing up, how you actually got influenced to be the person you are today, developing your passion for the Lord. Like, how did this all start even as a child for you? Great question, Deb. So that is like such a weighed question in so many different ways. I feel like the journey that God has brought me through, even to this point of now being a mom, has just been like a beautiful tapestry. If we want to really tie in the art aspect of it, how God really has painted a beautiful mural and has continued to work through my life that way. But when I was younger, I grew up overseas with my parents as missionaries, um, as you were talking about Dave, my dad, he is a linguist. And so we were overseas for many, many years. And I was born and raised over there up until about, I think it's 11 years, close to maybe 12 years ago that we moved back. And um, through that time, I've always been artsy, but I actually never really did paint until a couple years ago, about, I would say probably about three and a half years ago. But I've always been interested in art. So it's been neat how um, God blessed my mother with intuition to see that I loved art and to encourage me that way because it was a great way to reach into my life and say, you're good at this, I see this, and this is a blessing from the Lord. So, you know, keep doing it and use it, you know, whatever it is. Like she would encourage me with my notes in school or, you know, it's okay to doodle, like if that's how you remember and um, and then always encourage me just to use my spiritual gifts in a way that is honoring to the Lord. And I so appreciate that mentorship from both my parents and the encouragement in that. So that's a little bit about when I was younger. So I've, there's so many things here already. One of the things that we just should acknowledge is that when your mom encouraged you to do that, so many times people have an interest in art. And what's one of the first things they say? You'll never make a living doing art, right? That's one, right? We know about that. And I love that your parents encouraged that, especially your mom was really, she really saw into that and had a great intuition there. We we think the Holy Spirit was probably at work there for sure. I was also curious about, so growing up as as a missionary, really, your whole family were missionaries literally in the bush of Papua New Guinea. We're not talking about a town that had a lot of modern anything. You really <laughs> were in a remote, remote area of Papua New Guinea. 
Was this something at the time that you really embraced and loved? Or was this something as a child that you were like, oh, my gosh, just get me to a mall, please? What what, what was your personality? Oh, that's so funny, because if you would have asked that question when I was over there, even if you asked it to me now, like, I stay away from the mall even now. Like, <laughs> that was not, that's not where my heart is drawn to. I just really have no desire. Um, but you know what? I honestly can answer that like flat out, like, no, that was never something I struggled with. And, you know, we've, my parents were always really good about keeping us kids, um, reminding us about our family back here. And that's really what we were remembered about being stateside with our family. And so I feel like that was super important of them to do. And then, um, they were also very good at helping us with transition. So, when we were in their tribe, like we would have our dinner and our meals together and we'd sit down at the table and we weren't allowed to speak the native tongue inside our home at the table, which I felt like was super important so that we kept that um, good communication with English as well. So when we integrated back in, it wasn't so foreign for us to sit around the table with a whole bunch of people. Um, So like, I guess, that area for me, I just, I never really struggled with it. I've seen, I love nature. I love beauty. We were there in the remote tribal location until I was in about grade five, if I'm remembering correctly. And, um, I had two older brothers go to boarding school during that time. And then I was the next one in line because there was five of us kids. And then I have a younger brother and a sister. So once we moved from that location to, I was, uh, not as remote on the coastal side. We had a little more, like a lot more people around us and stuff. But I just, I, I don't think I ever really struggled with that, Deb. Well, it's just fascinating because everybody has a different experience when you're in a missionary family. And I love that I think your parents just, I'm making up that they did a really great job of working with both environments. You know, there's something in here about uh, honoring culture and that means just as much honoring culture at home, right, as it does honoring the culture that you're currently living in in the moment. So I know that that's something that we hear from a lot of missionary families, that this is definitely something it's sort of a, a complex reality at times. So, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just, Yeah, I was just going to say in there that um, my parents felt like it was also very important to be intentional with the people that we are with. So being in a tribal remote location of like when we were outside, we were with the people. We were living with them. We were eating with them. We were playing with them. We were we were building relationships with them. And so that relationship aspect, and I know that you've had my dad on the show before, and I feel like anybody who listens to him just like wants to listen. He's very gifted in a storytelling way. Um, and also just gifted in, in speech and language. And um, so God has used that not only with the people in the tribe that they were able to witness and be a testimony to, but also to their children and now to their grandchildren. And so it's a beautiful picture of what, um, yes, my parents aren't perfect, but to be an example of the Lord to those outside of your home while also being that to your children in the home and expressing that in a way that they see it's a positive and a good way to use the gifts that God's given you. Yeah, Amen. Wouldn't it be refreshing if more people were like this? Really? It's because you know, we all have gifts from the Lord. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It's from the Lord. 
it's without him, there isn't it. So that's, that's what it is. I, I love this. So while you, you basically make this transition back to the States and talk to us a little bit about that piece. Did you actually go to an art school? Was this just something you picked up one day? Because I know at some point we've got kids in here. Like, you've got all this stuff going on. Right. Yeah. So I actually have two little girls um, now. Uh, oh, man, there's so much. I could talk for so long about this. Um, but, yeah, so transition back. I actually transitioned my um, senior year. So that was a really big big year for us um, to not finish my last year of high school. That's big for anybody, whether you're overseas or you're back, I mean, stateside here. It's a big deal being a senior. So I came back to Bemidji, and I knew no one. I'd never been to Bemidji High School before, um, but I knew that it was what the Lord had for us. And I just had to, you know, there was different parts that I had to wrestle with, but I knew that that's where we were supposed to be and that ultimately God's sovereign. He tests all these things through his hands. He knew that this was going to happen before. He doesn't change. Like it says in Scripture, he doesn't change like the shifting shadows. So having that hope is what has always carried me. And in times of change, I feel like those those are even more evident for us to see. So that transition time was, yes, there were difficult things in it, but I definitely have seen and can look back and see God's hand to just keep me faithful to Him through that. And through the experience of going to Bemidji High School there, I was able to, I had basically all like my main um, courses and stuff done. So I was able to do a little bit of extracurricular, like, uh, what do they call it, electives. And I had just some at the high school there, but I never did go to an art college. I had contemplated it. I just didn't want to spend the money or go in debt for it. Um, and that was kind of a little, I don't know, a little time of being able to try different things that the school provided and still be in that um, that high school setting where I wasn't already paying extra for college, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. My daughter did the same thing. It's it's awesome that we have such a great high school program where you can try those things out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you, at then, some point, oh, yeah, so you get out of high school and what happens next? Yeah, sorry, I was like, oh, I didn't finish the question. Um, <laughs> so then, my back to my mom. My oh, my mom has been a huge hand of the Lord in this. Uh, she had always kind of told me I should try and paint, and I was like, you know, the stubborn daughter who just didn't want to listen to her mother probably most times. But um, I, I think really what deep down, what I really struggled with was. I struggle with perfection. So I really don't like failing at something. And when you don't know if you're good at it, you're, you know, that's in the back of your mind. And so I remember like trying something and my mom like, that's good. Like, you know, like you should try some more. And I'm like, you know, so when I finished high school, I worked for about a year and, um, and during that time, God uh, brought my husband now into the picture and, uh, I had like this time of, all right, if we're going to pursue a relationship because he was in Canada and I was in Minnesota, um, we can't be far away. So that was a time where God just allowed a lot of prayer and through that opening so many different things, like I don't say like opening doors, but it was really just like very evident that it was okay for me to move to Canada. 
And so I had a time of where I didn't have a job because I was transitioning. And my mom said, I remember saying, I don't know if these were word for word, but I remember saying, okay, you can stay here at the house, but you have to learn how to cook. You have to paint faithfully and you have to help around here. Like you're not just, you know, going to freeload, which is great. Like those are good things. And so it really forced me to like take some time to just, sit and paint and that was probably like the first time I really started doing some of those paintings and my parents have those in the house and and they're great like there's a couple bucks there's some mallard ducks like very northern stuff and then um yeah so I I I was just gonna say we're going to get to that in just a moment because I know there's so much more to talk about this. We are talking to Essie Bergen, who is passionate about creating with a paintbrush. But first, we're going to take a brief pause. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services Services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy and Live Joy, Share Joy. I like to be infused with joy all the time. Every Monday through Friday, I do an Infusion of Joy video on Facebook and Instagram. I cover a topic related to joy and provide insights, perspectives, and distinctions, as well as offer an opportunity for you to continue digging even deeper into your own joy. Make sure you're following me on the Life Full of Joy Facebook page and on Instagram at Live Joy, Share Joy. Realtors Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Team Aylesworth with Real Living First Realty are here for all your real estate needs in Bemidji and the surrounding communities. Whether you are looking to purchase a home or looking to sell, call the award-winning customer service team to help. Please contact Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Team Aylesworth with Real Living First Realty, where you are their priority. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy Share Joy. We are C. Bergen. She creates with a paintbrush. She is creating passion, love, faith, and Jesus. Essie, when we went into the break, you were talking about needing to learn to cook and clean and paint continuously. So talk to us about this this time, this blessing, and how it prepared you for your next steps. Yeah, so as I was just saying, my mom had kind of just said, if you're going to stay at the house and not have a job for a little while while this transition happens, I want you to learn some skills because I know they're not your favorite. (laughs) So that was just so good. Like I said, I've seen so much of the Lord using my parents, and I'm thankful for that. And um, I got a taste of what painting was like, and I can't say I fell in love with it, to be honest. Um, But I did have a, a time where I could try that. And then I moved. I moved up to Canada. Um and eventually my husband and I, we got married and were there for a couple years. I had a job, didn't really do much with the painting, always artsy. So um, that, and then we moved to Florida and let me tell you, we love Florida. Um, 
though I'd love to be sitting there in person with you right now, Florida has become my home. And we have been planted in the most beautiful place where little did we know is so artsy. And so getting here and just like seeing, I was very pregnant when we moved with my first child. And um, I was like, wow, everyone does art here. That's super cool. And so just over the last like couple years of being here, we've been here honestly about almost about four and a half years. So that first year, there wasn't too much with having my first. But um, over the last couple of years, um, I've just felt like being a stay-at-home mom, I needed something to use my gifts. And so I started doing more art and started painting different things. Um, and one of the ways I really got started into my art with, if you go and look up on Instagram or Facebook, um, Essie Bergen artwork, you'll see a lot of characters with like glasses on them and some without them. But those all started with just like giving and I love giving and I love the joy that can produce both within my heart and then the joy of the receiver. And so that's really like how my art now, what I like sell and what I commission work stuff to do. A lot of that has stemmed from that giving to a neighbor as a gift. And then it just kind of, the Lord allowed me to just keep growing it. And then we bought a home and I was able to kind of turn our garage into my little studio and now witness to my neighbors and many, many other all around the country that I've sent my artwork to and actually internationally a couple of those as well. So you have really created something. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like it. Talk to me about like, how do you get this art out there? Is this just something you put on Instagram or do you work with stores? Talk to us about that experience. Yeah, so I feel like it's just a learning experience altogether. I started, I ended up having like a personal account and on Instagram and I was like, this is just, I mean, I can't share with too many people. So I made an Instagram for my art and it is filled. Like, I mean, you can scroll forever and see all the way back to when it started right now. Um, and so I started doing that and then like, I've just been, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know a ton about the algorithms and all that stuff, but I'm just trying to learn a little bit each day or as I go. And that's how I started really selling my art was getting kind of, I had a little bit in shops downtown here, but then more it's really transitioned to working with one-on-one um, -on -one with clients and real estate agents. I do home illustrations for realtors. Um, I work with, I have an Etsy shop under the same name, Etsy Bergen Artwork, and I sell like the coastal signs. And really, when you see my art together, you see all the color comes together in this beautiful like symphony. Like it's so lots of bright colors and there's muted colors and it all ends up working together. But God has allowed me to use the social media in a good way because it can be a negative thing, but he's allowed it to be a positive thing. And um, to reach others that I wouldn't, I couldn't do this without that tool being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and I'm sure that as you're getting connected with more and more people and they see your faith, like you bring faith alive, right? It's mm -hmm. in your actions. It's not just words. You are bringing it alive with every stroke of the paintbrush, with every conversation that you're having with people. You are connecting with people on a much deeper level. You know, as you said that, 
And as we talked before, you had asked me for some verses, and I love how the Lord puts it on your heart, like, hey, you can use that one right now. And um, Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-five says, this is what the Lord says, he who appoints the sun to shine by day, who decrees the moon and stars to shine by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar, the Lord Almighty is his name. And I love how this is one of the verses that I've done memory work with my children, and I cannot emphasize the beauty of memorization with Scripture. God can use it in so many ways. And if you go and look again through my post, um, not every post, but um, in there, I love to add Scripture. And, and what the Lord has just allowed is that I have a peace knowing my art is ultimately for Him. So whatever, and I have not had a bad experience so far, but whatever others may say or however it's taken, that that's not what really matters. It's truly that I'm serving the Lord through it. And I'm not perfect. You know, there's times I have to repent for my sin. And I mean, like every day we fail, but I know that ultimate, ultimately he has paid, Jesus has paid the price for my sins. And I'm so thankful that I have that assurance and I have the peace knowing that if I'm doing my best for him, nothing else matters. If I'm obeying him, nothing else matters. I'm not finding my hope and my sufficiency in what the world is trying to offer. And so I can say truly, even though it'd be sad if it was all taken away, but truly it's his in the first place. So I think that's something like a huge prayer on my heart that the Lord is just like, I continue to pray over, Lord, if this is something that needs to be taken away, that I would be okay with that, because that's not where my sufficiency lies. Amen. Well, and and as you're talking, I mean, I can just see you embracing that concept. You obviously have a strong relationship with the Lord. Obviously, you're in the Word. What are some other things you do to really stay grounded in the Lord? Um. So, like, with my art, I really... I <laughs> I am not always faithful with doing it, but I do try to regularly like pray over commission work for people as well because I never know where it's going to go or where the forever the cow with the glasses is forever going to be placed. But God can use anything in Scripture. He talks about a donkey, and this donkey ends up talking because the man was being mean to him. Like God can use anything, and so I know several times I just prayed, Lord, I don't know how, but I know that you can use this. And so prayer is one thing. Um, Yes, being in the Word, um, taking the time for me personally to read God's Word and to memorize. So that's three things there, prayer, um, in the Word, memorization, and a good, solid friendship through my Bible study has been wonderful and a really amazing church here in um, the town that we live in that is very God-honoring and um, based in Scripture. Those are very, very, very important, and I would say crucial things to have as a believer. Yeah. If there's something that's so important about connecting with other people who believe, because it is easy to get distracted and off track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very easy to allow the world's influence because Satan's very crafty. And we, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't give him enough credit for, and, and not in a good way in a bad way, because he's very sly. And one little partial truth can seep in and can really distort a believer's life if you do not have 
constant fellowship with others, and that's why going to church is so important. Um, a good church, let me make sure that's in there, a good Bible-believing, in-the-Word <laughs> um, church, as well as being in Scripture yourself, so that you can test what um, what is against Scripture for truth. I'm curious about we might have some people that are listening to this that maybe are budding artists or people who've maybe somewhere in the back of their mind have thought, oh, I'd love to be doing art. What suggestions would you give to them for getting started? Just start. <laughs> my husband, and I've said this before on some other podcasts, is that my husband literally had to push the launch button on my Etsy shop because I was like, no, my name's not good enough. It's not cool. I mean, like, I just, I was letting those things kind of overrule that really start, I guess you want to say, but pick up what you have. Like I can say that as well, like pick up what you have and try and do it over and over and over again and find something that, you know, you really enjoy doing and see if you can master it and don't be afraid to ask others for help. Like there's so many ways now that technology allows you to learn a craft and um, and it's really cool. So, so yeah. if people want to learn more about you or find your art, where would they look for you? Great question. So I am on social media. I have a Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy account, all under the name Essie Bergen Artwork. And you can just search those, as well as I have a, a website that I've launched under the same name, so com, and you can check those out. I'm pretty present on my Instagram account. You can always message me through there. That's probably one of the best ways, and I just hope that it brings you joy. If anything from this that others can just look and find a smile today, I uh, posted one today, actually, of a chicken in a pumpkin and... I just like hope that people laugh like <laughs> that is part of just who I am. I love to share. And um, yeah, I love that. And I'm just going to spell that it's E-S-S-I-E-B-E-R-G-E-N artwork.com just because I want to make sure people are able to find you. Essie, I want to thank you so much for coming on to talk to us today because you've talked about creating passion, love, faith in Jesus through a paintbrush And what I am hoping is that it's also inspired others to find what their paintbrush is. It may not be a literal paintbrush, but it's metaphoric. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's such a blessing to be on your show. And I pray that the Lord would just bless your show here on out. Thank you so much. And we want to thank all of you for choosing to tune in today. We hope that you are living joy, sharing joy. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Live Joy, Share Joy. And of course, Life Full of Joy on Facebook as well. I'm Deb McGregor, your host of Live Joy, Share Joy. Make it a great day, everyone. Thanks for being with us. And thanks again to Essie Bergen for joining us today. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.